I'm Jack Zemlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2020 National Strip Tillage Conference podcast series. In today's program, I chat with agronomist Mike Peterson with Orthman Manufacturing about some of his infield observations during the growing season, along with some considerations for strip tillers as we head into harvest and then into the coming year. Well, very excited to have with us here today, Mike Peterson with Orthman Manufacturing. Very grateful, uh, Mike. You know, you were uh, an excellent presenter uh, at, at the Strip Till Conference this year and uh, very uh, fortunate to have you part of our uh, 2020 Strip Till Farmer and National Strip Tillage Conference podcast series. So, uh, Mike, just starting out, would ask you to give a little bit of an introduction and, and some background on yourself and the company. Sure, Jack. For those of you who haven't seen uh, the white mustache soil scientist, Mike Peterson, I was a soil scientist for 34 years with USDA NRCS in several states. And I've had the opportunity to take my schooling and my education in the field to really be a help to Orthman Manufacturing and what we do in the science and the great technology of strip tillage. Because it takes more than just having an idea of a tool, Jack. It takes the idea of how we use that tool to help growers in their growing of corn, soybeans, dry edible beans, sunflowers, whatever it is in row crop situation for, for the betterment of their, of their future and their economics. So that's been something I've been doing now since I started working for Orthman in 2006. Had a short hiatus and came back in 2000. 18, and um, we are enjoying working together, and I really like working for a company that sees how science improves uh, the technology of today's agriculture. So, Mike, you're, you're very much at home out in the field and, and particularly uh, getting into uh, soil pit and root pits and, and love digging around. What are some of the things you've seen out in the field this year? I know uh, it's been an unusual year for a number of reasons, but, uh, you know, curious, what are some observations you've been able to, uh, to take in? Well, probably the very, very first one, uh, Jack, is that as a lot of folks know who I am or don't, they're going to, uh, roots are probably the, uh, the number one emphasis that I like to stress. Uh, for growers uh, in their understanding of what they do every year in tilling the soil or not tilling it and planting a seed and hoping that it's going to come up and do a 10 to 100 fold magnification of what that seed did. So first thing is that we're, we're noticing that we started off a little bit cool and then here came the heat and uh, this last uh, several weeks in western Corn Belt have been incredibly hot and very, very dry. And those that planted a, a crop that did not get the root system to go down in the soil profile, they're hurting really, really badly. And we're noticing that in corn, especially, uh, a shallow root system is uh, detrimental. And what that was, it started off, as I said, cool, but also for folks that don't pay probably close enough attention, which is something that I know we all do, to their fertility in the, both in their pre-plant and during their planting operations. So those things have limited uh, root development or they have accentuated root development. And I like to say with strip tillage, uh, we can help that happen to accentuate the whole thing of production for whether it's corn or soybeans. 
you've talked a lot about, you, you certainly hinted at this during your session this year and, and in you know, prior times you've been at the conference presenting, but the systematic aspect of strip-till is, is critically important, but you also reinforce that strip-till is a tool in, in the entire uh, system that, that a farmer is putting into place in their operation and that it's not necessarily the only tool, but it can be a very important one. I'm wondering if we could talk a little bit about, you know, how you see uh, that concept of strip-till as a tool uh, fitting in when we're talking about assessing, you know, if, if that's the right practice that's going to work on a farm. Sure. A strip-till tool, whether it's a shank machine or a set of coulters, they both work. Sure, I have a preference, but what I notice is that a lot of people are wanting to use the machine and either go too fast or they're getting in there when it's too wet and then they point the finger of the fickle fate of finger, you know, that, that thing, that uh, it was the tool that did something wrong. Because if we have compaction, which I spoke about during the conference, we need to pay attention to that because it, it very much limits growth from the very get-go. Then also, did we do it, did we pull the tillage tool, whether it's an Orthman One Tripper or uh, whatever brand that we want to choose and use in our arsenal of equipment on the farm, did we pull it at the right depth and at the right speed so that we prepared the seedbed properly and get that plant started off right? Along with that, did we put fertility in the ground? Uh, I believe that every time anybody goes and pulls a tractor into the field and is going to do any kind of tillage, they need to put fertilizer with it. Uh, doesn't have to be a whole lot, but they need to make sure that they're feeding that uh, crop incrementally, just like we try to do a teenage boy, uh, to make sure that he becomes a fullback that's going to be able to run forward and not stumble and fall. So this tool, set right, having the right advantages to uh, till the soil at the right soil, moisture content, all makes such a difference. And what that takes uh, for those that are listening to us, Jack, is, is some education by either the tillage company, and we have a good group of folks in our company that do that, but also uh, make sure that they're aware of how that tool will work uh, for that particular grower. Mike, you, you hinted at the uh, fertility aspect there, and uh, I know as we were taking questions at the end of your presentation during the uh, Stripto conference, that was one that was uh, asked both just from a, a, an advice standpoint, but also just consideration standpoint. And obviously you mentioned the, the kind of bulk of your presentation focused on compaction issues, but uh, I know you've spoken at length about just the fertility aspects too. And I'm wondering maybe we could dig a little bit into that as far as some of the uh, considerations and advice you do have on that front when we're talking about developing uh, a pretty comprehensive strip-till system. Oh, sure. Um, Valid points, Jack. Um, one of the big first thing is that uh, I believe strip tillers are, are good at, and they can also improve, is their practice of uh, soil testing. Uh, soil tests are incredibly important about what you know that you have in the area of the strip where the plant's going to grow. You know, so often um, we have been a little bit, I should say, scattered on how we approach soil sampling and then getting a good quality test done and getting it back so that we understand what that is. Too often it's run out there and poke a couple, three plugs in the, in the soil and throw them in a bag and pitch them to the, the soil testing 
facility and saying that's what we need to run with. No, you need to know exactly where you're going to put the fertility if you're going to use a strip till tool and why it should be there, what those products are. And uh, I really find that uh, pre-plant tillage, we should be minimizing our nitrogen uh, because it is such a mobile element. We don't want it leaching away. But to make sure we know we're putting it in the right spot and a quantity to set the stage for, we'll call it post-plant applications of nutrients. By that, can do it during the planter, after the planter, like at uh, V2, V3, or even before emergence, so that you can put down a, a burn down and take care of uh, those early, early weeds. And then uh, if people are cultivating to put on product then, if they're uh, in Western agriculture and they're using a, uh, some kind of a cultivator or a ditching operation or a hilling that they put down product, and then there's the wide drops, there's sprays, there's over-the-top booms, get it in there uh, and be involved. Make sure that you're feeding that plant incrementally. And therefore we don't have to use as much, Jack. Uh, we really get a chance to not only feed the plant, but feed it so that it comes at a steady pace for that plant to just keep growing and growing and doing its job of accumulating sugars and putting them into the ear or the pod or, or uh, the big flower on top in sunflowers to get a crop that they really are uh, seeking. We talked a little bit about this too during your presentation, but now as we're uh, kind of starting to, to lead into uh, harvest in, in many parts of the country, um, you know, any, any tips you've got on, uh, you know, what the strip tillers should be kind of thinking about as they're getting ready for that and then kind of coming out of harvest and, and even thinking about uh, into 2021? What I uh, envision for a lot of growers that are uh, now getting their heads ready for uh, their combines to make sure that all the parts are good and, and getting ready to think, okay, I can attach my platform to get ready to do the beans or uh, get ready to do my uh, corn head, uh, getting all of the tools ready to go, is what do I want to do before I run the grain cart underneath that combine spout, we should be having a, a tractor hooked up to a strip-till rig, especially in central and eastern corn belt, to fall till. Now, putting down product at the same time, by that I mean putting down nutrient products, is a great wise, wise expenditure, mainly for your phosphorus and potassium and maybe some micronutrients, but getting it done when the soils are at the condition that they'll really do the job with their tillage tool. And then also how soon they can do it. Who's going to be the right person to do the job on that, on that tractor in that tillage tool? Because it isn't just a person that you hire off the street that you're going to put them on a $250,000 to $300,000 tractor with all of the bells and whistles of the GPS and how all of we want to do this correctly. You really got to think this through. And then be checking the soil to see whether or not you've got compaction or any kind of zone of uh, density that you want to take care of, at least in the upper foot. And um, as the combine pulls out of the field or if the combine is halfway through, hopefully there's somebody that can be on that tractor and doing tillage. And, and it works in the Western Corn Belt too. But man, strip tillage, uh, if we get a, another wet fall, 
where it freezes up quick like it can in Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, all of those states that you're well aware of, Jack. We, we need to do that kind of thing. And I believe if there's anything I can say with my breath, be ready, uh, have it, even if it's uh, you start the tractor and you start the combine same time, <laughs> get ready to go because uh, this is a great time to do strip tillage in many, many soils. Well, Mike, I, I always appreciate the uh, appreciate the opportunity to to chat with you and and uh, your support uh, of the conference and Orthman's support of the conference as well. So, um, thanks for being a part of this uh, this series. And uh, again, always some great insight uh, shared for uh, for our audience. And uh, always welcome the opportunity to continue working with you. Well, good, Jack. I I, I hope that uh, folks enjoyed the conference uh, of 2020. And like myself, we're looking forward to actually seeing one another 2021 face-to-face and have a chance to uh, 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 listen to a lot of good information that's going to come up in Omaha next year. Well, we'd like to again thank Orthman Manufacturing for their support of the 2020 National Strip Tillage Conference, along with each of the 13 title sponsors that made the 7th annual event a success. Look for more coverage of the National Strip Tillage Conference at striptillconference.com and striptillfarmer.com. And I hope that you'll join us again for the next episode in our 2020 National Strip Tillage Conference podcast series. For Mike Peterson, Orthman Manufacturing, and our entire staff here who help coordinate the National Strip Tillage Conference, I'm Jack Zemlicka. Thanks for listening.